You are listening to TKO on CFIU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What's good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We talk about them, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game and where they are now. So what's happening, everybody? What's good? So as always, I'm just so happy to be here today. And man, I mean, I had one final exam yesterday and my last one, the last one of the semester is going to be tomorrow. So I couldn't be any happier. So yeah, I'm just so happy to be here today because I mean, it's always a good study break to just come to the studio and talk to y'all and talk to, talk about all of the amazing fights that are going on around the world. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if it's boxing or if it's um, MMA or whatever it is. I'm just so happy to talk about them as long as they're combat sports related. So, yeah, I'm just so happy to be here today. What else, man? I mean, okay, so many things happened over the weekend. I mean, we had MMA going on. We had a boxing going on. We had kickboxing going on. And it was just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, uh, I think last week I just told you about the the UFC fight night card that was just going to be happening on Saturday. And I kind of briefly talked about the boxing fight that was going to be also happening on Saturday night. The fight between Lomachenko and Rigando. And, um, you know, because we didn't have a, a lot of time to talk about it. I just briefly mentioned it. But today, I mean, I know they've already happened and everything, but I just really want to talk about them because they were actually really, really exciting to watch. And, um, you know, so many phenomenal and historic things happened that I would like to talk about today. So we're definitely going to be talking about that boxing fight between Lomachenko and Rigando. What else? So, yeah, just like I said, UFC fight night happened over this weekend, too, in California. It was a battle between two Californians. So it was a battle between um, a featherweight battle, actually, between Brian Ortega and Cub Swanson. And that was also pretty phenomenal to watch. And what else, man? Um, yeah, I mean, even though I said that uh, we also had kickboxing going on over the, over this past weekend, too. I'm not really sure if we're going to have time to talk about it, unfortunately. But all I can say is that um, it was a phenomenal fight card, especially if you don't usually watch kickboxing and you just tune into that and you watch the fights that were actually happening on the main card of that kickboxing card. So I'm talking about Bellator kickboxing eight. So that was their eighth um, event happening overall. And, um, you know, Actually, a lot of my favorite kickboxers, a lot of my favorite professional kickboxers were fighting on that card. And some of them won, some of them lost. But overall, all I can say was that it was a phenomenal fight card to watch. And, you know, it's just, I would say, okay, if you're if you're a combat sports fan, I would definitely recommend that you watch 
every uh, fight card that is out there <laughs> as much as possible because I feel like every fight card just offers something new um, to to you know your your previous experiences with watching fights and just martial arts and combat sports overall. So just watching that kickboxing fight card just kind of like primes you and um, you know makes you ready for all the phenomenal fights that are happening um, later on during the night because that fight card that kickboxing fight card actually happened during the day on Saturday and um, it was just phenomenal so yeah that's all I have to say for that what else so I'm just gonna say what we have lined up for today so just like I said Lomachenko versus Rigando we're gonna be talking about that we're gonna be talking about Ortega versus Swanson and uh, yeah we have some uh, <laughs> really interesting uh, MMA headlines to talk about too but you know how I am. If I start talking about something, then it's just so hard to stop me from talking about that topic. So I will try to go through these headlines, uh, you know, as quick as possible, as briefly as possible, and you know, touch on uh, the important things that you guys need to know in terms of just being updated with the with the latest news that is out there. So yeah, I will just try my best to not talk a lot about those MMA headlines. So we have those lined up for today as well. Also, in terms of this upcoming weekend, I mean, personally, okay, it's going to be good for me and other <laughs> other university students who are finishing up their exams this um, weekend or this week by Friday or something. Um, because, you know, you just have the weekend to celebrate and, uh, you know, Christmas is here. It's the end of the year. And, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, how else could you celebrate your freedom for your liberation from exams by, uh, you know, the best way to do that is to just watch phenomenal fights. And that's exactly what is lined up for this upcoming weekend. So we have a phenomenal boxing card which is going to be headlined by a fight a middleweight fight for boxing between uh Canada's very own David Lemieux and um, Billy Joe Saunders who's the current WBO middleweight champion for boxing and this fight is going to be phenomenal so uh, I'm going to be previewing that too today so stay tuned for that and uh, what else so yeah we also have UFC coming up of course um, this upcoming weekend is actually going to be held in Winnipeg, I think, in Canada. So if you're listening to this right now from Winnipeg or, you know, somewhere nearby Winnipeg, then you better get your tickets and go watch these fights in person because they're going to be phenomenal. And they're actually going to be headlined by a fight, a... Uh, a welterweight, yes. I was a bit confused because some of these guys have fought uh, at different weight divisions, but I think this is going to be a welterweight fight, uh, a welterweight bout between the former lightweight champion at the UFC, Rafael Dos Anjos, and the former welterweight champion at the UFC, Robbie Lawler, the ruthless Robbie Lawler. So, yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> phenomenal fights. And uh, yeah, so what are we waiting for? Let's get started with our breakdowns. Okay, so actually, let's get started with our um, preview, you could say. It's not really a breakdown because the fights have already happened, but let's just talk about the magnitude and the, uh, the amazingness of these fights that happened over this past weekend. So getting started with the fight, the boxing fight, actually, between... Um, Vasil Lomachenko and Rigando. 
So, okay, something to know about Lomachenko is that, first of all, if you're a boxing fan, you already know who Lomachenko is because of how phenomenal of a fighter he is. And he's one of those few guys, you know, those really rare guys in boxing who's trying to change the game in terms of, um, you know, just making a name of themselves and just trying to be the dominator of that weight division that they're in. And, um, you know, they're just out there to make history. And Lomachenko is definitely one of those guys at the moment. So actually, Lomachenko has um, competed in two um, different Olympic Games uh, in boxing, representing his country, his home country, Ukraine. And as a matter of fact, he's actually uh, gotten like two gold medals for his country. So you already know how talented of an amateur boxer he has been by all the accomplishments that he's made in um, you know competitions like the Olympics and whatnot. And actually, something else to know about this bout and um, Lomachenko's opponent, Rikendo. Rikendo is actually from Cuba, and he, too, has been competing in three different Olympic Games. And he, too, has actually gotten uh, three different gold medals for Cuba, for his country, in those Olympic Games that he has competed in. So for the first time in history, in boxing history, we have um, an Olympian versus an Olympian. And, um, you know, because their levels are, you know, they're both at the same level. So it was just um, just before the fight, there was just so much anticipation and just wanted to figure out, you know, who's going to be the better man on fight nights because these two guys have been having such successful amateur careers before they turned into professional boxers. And now here we are. Um, Regendo is the number seven pound for pound uh, boxer of uh, you know right now and um, Lomachenko is actually the number three um, pound for pound fighter in boxing so we you have these two guys fighting each other and now let's get to fight nights because you know despite what you might have thought would have gone down things actually turn out in a different way and so when the fight started first of all these two are fighting for um, Lomachenko so Lomachenko is actually defending his super featherweight um, title for WBO so that's what he's defending and Rigando is trying to take that uh, away from him obviously so when the fight started it was pretty interesting because you would have thought that okay Rigando I mean just going by numbers you would have thought that he would have um, fought a little bit smarter and a little bit more courageous, you could say. But actually, it was on the contrary because Lomachenko was being the aggressor that night. And, okay, there was this clip before the fight that the referee was actually talking to both of these guys and he was telling them not to basically grapple with their opponents and not to, um, you know, just... You know how boxers sometimes when you're when you're um, throwing strikes at your opponent and sometimes you have to kind of hug your opponent because you're just so close and uh, the referee has to jump in and um, separate you guys but it's not intentional but you know it just takes a lot of time out of out of the rounds that you have so the referee took time out of his day to before the competition to come and talk to both of these guys and tell them not to basically grapple with each other and he told them that okay this is not the wwe just please focus on your striking and just do not uh, try to wrestle with your opponent Okay, and so even though that was said before the competition, Rigando just kept going for those hugs and he just 
I feel like personally, and it's just really, it actually made a lot of sense because Lomachenko, just like I said, because he was being so aggressive in this fight and he was throwing such great volume of punches towards Rigando. Rigando, I feel like he, he was just feel, feeling so overwhelmed that he, you know, that's all he could do. So he just kept going for those wrestling moves and just going uh, for, for, for a hook, uh, you know, an underhook and a hook and just for that hug in, in the middle of the boxing match and just kept hugging him so that Lomachenko, so, so that first of all, he could buy some time for himself, just recovering from L Lomachenko's punches and so that he could just pretty much stop Lomachenko from throwing all of those punches. And, you know, you might say that that's a smart thing to do, but not really, especially because... You know, you already know that you're not going to win this fight through a knockout or anything because the other guy is just so much more dominating than you. And, um, you know, what what are you really doing by doing that? And just, it wasn't just a one-time thing. He just kept going for it. Rigando just kept going for those um, uh, close-range wrestling uh, hugs and whatnot. And it was just really weird to watch. And uh, from the very first round, listen, from the very first round, you could tell that this was going to be a one-way match in favor of Lomachenko because of how good Lomachenko was fighting. And I, I personally, I really don't know what happened to Rigando. And, you know, we talked about his phenomenal amateur career, but I just don't know what happened to him that night. And so uh, about five or six rounds went on like that. And then in the sixth round, actually, um, Regendo, when he went back to his corner, he refused to come back out. And he said that, quote, he broke his hand. But a lot of people are saying that he just quit because he just couldn't keep up with um, Lomachenko and so just like that Lomachenko retained his title his um, super featherweight WBO title and um, actually a fun fact for you guys Lomachenko and his um, past four fights all of, all of the fights that he's had not not only has he won those fights but he has actually um, made the opponents quit and retire at the same time and actually the same thing happened to Regendo. not only did he quit but he also retired from his professional career the number seven pound for pound fighter in boxing quit to Lomachenko so you can't pretty much understand how great of a boxer Lomachenko is and a lot of people are actually calling him the GOAT the greatest of all time or potentially being the greatest of all time and a lot of people are actually speculating you know what would actually happen if um, Floyd Mayweather came back and um, Lomachenko were to fight uh, Floyd Money Mayweather I mean I would definitely watch that fight but I guess you'd never really know what would happen but this is Lomachenko's time now and I'm just so happy for him and um, he's there there's been talks that he's going to move up weight divisions and uh, you know, it's just many, many exciting things coming up for him. So shout out to Lomachenko. And, um, you know, I really feel bad for uh, Rigando, but it was it was just a phenomenal fight and just a great show of how um, fantastic of a fighter and athlete Lomachenko is. So there is that. What else? So, yeah, at the same time that that boxing fight was going on, we also had UFC fight night going on um, in California. And um, I actually didn't really watch it live because I was watching the Lomachenko fight. 
but um, I actually watched the replay. And so the this fight, the featherweight fight between Ortega, Brian Ortega, and Cobb Swanson, so both are just so good. They're both at the same level. But Cobb Swanson, his striking is just so much, I feel like it's so much better than Brian Ortega's. And on the other hand, Brian Ortega's jiu-jitsu, because that's the first sport that he got started with when he just um, entered this um, game of uh, combat sports. That's the first sport that he got started with. Brian Ortega is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's been training very closely with the Gracie family, with the Gracie uh, Jiu-Jitsu Academy in California, with Henry Gracie. And we already know the Gracies are the real OGs because um, their grandfather, uh, who was Helio Gracie, he originally um, created Brazilian jiu-jitsu and, um, you know, uh, Ortega, that just shows how great um, Ortega's jiu-jitsu skills are. So the fight starts. Um, the first round, uh, you see that Cub Swanson is throwing so many, um, so many better strikes, you could say, because there were being, um, uh, almost all of them were being ab- absorbed by Brian Ortega. And Ortega tried to throw some of his own punches too, but they couldn't really match up to the 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 greatness, you could say, uh, of the of the strikes that Cub Swanson was throwing. So Brian Ortega obviously saw that, and he in his mind he all processed it, and he thought that okay, because I know that I'm not going to be successful um, in this fight, fighting against Cub Swanson. I need to utilize my wrestling and my jiu-jitsu because this is my forte, obviously, and I have to use it to win this fight. And it was a phenomenal decision to make. It was actually a really smart decision to make. I mean, I know there's some people who say, oh, you shouldn't, if you're if you're a wrestler, you shouldn't always just wrestle with your opponent. Or if you're a boxer, you shouldn't just box with your opponent. And I totally agree with that. But if, um, you know, if nothing else works then that's your ultimate choice. That's the only thing that you have to go back to. And it's always, almost always uh, the best thing to do because, you know, it's your root. You already know it. It's almost just hacked in your subconscious and you already know everything. So you don't have to, you know, exert too much thought on what you're doing. It's just... It's just all muscle memory and, um, you know, that's what you do best. So why not just go for it, for it, you know, when you actually have to use it? So Brian Ortega, even though Cub Swanson wouldn't close the distance, Brian Ortega tried to close the distance with him and try to basically stick to him like a cobra and try to grapple with him. And actually, towards the end of the very first round, who was being successful because he took down Cub Swanson just because he himself made himself closer. He closed the distance between him and Cub Swanson and um, he took him down and he almost put him in a neck crank and um, he was almost there. He was just there. Um, and But he was, uh, <laughs> you know, there was just some bad luck for him because the, the bell just went off and Cub Swanson got out. But then in the second round, um, Cub Swanson tries to throw more punches. And now Brian really wants to take this chance to just finish the fight. And it's towards the beginning of the second round that Brian Ortega pushes um, Cub Swanson against the fence. And um, midair, okay, midair, Brian Ortega goes for a guillotine choke 
while he's in air and he's just sticking onto Cobb Swanson's body and he's holding his neck and uh, he actually pushes against the fence with his um, foot you know, just generating more power and he readjusts his, um, uh, the position that he has with his hands in terms of the guillotine choke. And then, man, I mean, there, I, I don't think there was any way that Cop Swanson could have escaped from that guillotine choke because it was just so tight. And especially when you're um, standing up and just basically hunching over and you can't really do anything. I mean, that was the best thing that Cub Swanson could do, and that was to tap out to Brian Ortega's <laughs> guillotine choke because it was just so um, horrible looking. And, um, you know, if you don't tap out, then you're definitely going to injure your neck, especially in that position. I mean, if you were on the ground, then if you, okay, so when you're actually in a guillotine choke and you're just on the ground, you can actually circle around your opponent so that the the, the, the choke becomes looser and you can eventually get away from it. But because in this case, Cop Swanson was actually standing up and there was no escape route for him. That was the only way for him to end this um, terrible torture, you could say. And so just like that, Brian Ortega wins this fight through a guillotine choke. And um, just a shout out to him because I don't think there's anybody else in that weight division and the featherweight um, division that has such great jiu-jitsu skills. I mean... I've never really seen anything like that, especially in that weight division. And also shout out to Cop Swanson because he just showed how phenomenal of a striker he is because his opponent couldn't really stand with him and decided to use a, another a, another route, an alternate route, because he couldn't really, um, you know, stand with them striking. So that just shows how great of a boxer Cop Swanson is. So yeah, man, there's that. Oh, man. Oh, are we going to have time to talk about everything? Well, okay, you know what? I'm just going to skip the MMA headliners. I'm going to talk about the fights that are coming up this upcoming weekend. So I really, really want to talk about this boxing fight that is going to be happening, guys. So just like I said, a Canadian boxer, one of the best boxers that we've ever seen in our history, in the Canadian history, David Lemieux from Quebec. He's going to be fighting... Billy Joe Saunders from England, who is going to be defending his WBO middleweight championship belt. So just a little bit of background for you guys. So David Lemieux, he used to be the champion, okay, but for IBF. And then he actually lost this title because just a few fights back in 2015. So, okay, he, he obtained his IBF title and then when he was supposed to defend it for the first time ever, he was supposed to be fighting Gennady Golovkin, Triple G. And you guys you guys have heard Triple G's name. He's a real G, man, because he's one of the greatest boxers out there at the moment. And he is undefeated. And we've already talked about him here on TKO. Um, he just seems so invincible. And um, just from that, you might have guessed what have happened um, with his fight with David Lemieux. So unfortunately, David Lemieux lost his IBF title to Triple G. And um, as you can imagine, also, there's a lot of feud and just um, beef going on between um, David Lemieux and Triple G. I mean, <laughs> what else would you expect? Like, you, you just got your title, and then you just lost it to this guy. But then this guy, this other guy, Triple G, is just 
dominating over everybody in his weight division and um, you don't really know how to defeat him. But right now, David Lemieux is in luck because he's actually getting the chance to fight for another title by the same weight division against Billy Joe Saunders uh, for the WBO Middleweight Championship. Okay, so David Lemieux, he has such great knockout power. Actually, 80, 80, yeah, about 80% of the time he's been able to knock out his opponents, which is huge, okay? Like, you don't even see that a lot. Like, not even with Triple G, you don't really see a lot of knockout power, okay? So to have that alone, that's just a huge advantage for David Lemieux. And, um, you know, he just looks more ready than ever and he's he's only had three losses and the most recent fight uh, the most recent loss that he's had was to triple g so okay let's not give him give him any grief for that first of all but what you know you should keep this in mind that ever since his loss ever since david's loss to triple g he's been winning he's been on a win uh, on a win streak pretty much and so yeah i mean that's that's a pretty good thing okay like you can't just uh be mad at him for winning to this one guy that everybody keeps losing to even canelo alvarez who is one of the you know the other greatest boxer at this weight division even he was so close to losing to triple g so yeah okay you already know what i'm saying right okay so just want to say david lemieux not only is he a phenomenal canadian we should be all rooting him, rooting for him because he's about to change this boxing game forever but before i get into why i think that is let's talk about billy joe saunders so just just like i said he's the current wbo middleweight champion he is undefeated at the moment he's had 25 wins and no losses but something that, mm, you know, puts him a bit below David Lemieux is that he's not so much of a knockout artist, but he is really, really tough and has such high endurance in the fights. And his fights actually tend to go the full distance. So this is where I would say David Lemieux has to watch out for Billy Joe Saunders because... Um, you know, because his um, stamina is so high, Billy Joe Saunders' stamina is so high, and um, if David Lemieux can't really knock out uh, Billy Joe Saunders, then he has to be extremely careful because, you know, Billy Joe Saunders has a really high chance of winning in, in terms of decision, okay? So, yeah, man, there's that, and uh, oh, man, I'm just so excited for this fight, and yeah, I just said that Billy, excuse me, not Billy, no, 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 not Billy Joe Saunders, but David Lemieux, in my opinion, is about to change this whole game of boxing forever if he actually does win this fight. Because if he wins this fight, then he becomes a WBO champion. And now who else has all of the belts in this uh, weight division, in the middleweight division in boxing? Yes, you guessed it right. It is Gennady Golovkin Triple G. So if David Lemieux actually gets this belt and, um, you know, he's, he's the other champion at this weight division, and it's just going to be Triple G versus David Lemieux. And if we have a fight between these two guys, then it's going to be for the middleweight championship, for the undisputed middleweight championship of the world. And um, I'm pretty sure all the fans, 
all the boxing fans out there just want to see this fight so bad so i really hope that on fight nights not just because he's canadian not just because david lemieux is canadian i just hope that i'm i'm personally rooting for him um i really want him to win this fight and i really wish that he does because if he does win this fight then we have a lot of phenomenal things coming up in terms of great matchups and um, great potential fights for him and um you know how it's going to be changing boxing forever so if we actually get that dream fight between david lemieux and triple g then we're gonna be ha we're gonna be having an undisputed champion just think about that we haven't had a lot of undisputed champions because the the belts are just um separated uh, between different champions and um you know, we don't really see a lot of undisputed championship fights. So if we actually get that, that would be phenomenal. So, so yeah, man, there's that. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. So I don't have time to talk about the Robbie Lawler, Rafael Dos Anjos fight. But all I can say is that please watch that fight. It's going to be phenomenal. What else, man? So, yeah, unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you watch all the fights coming up this upcoming weekend. And make sure you go to CFRE.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, this is Janan. It's your girl Janan. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.